All right, welcome to the show. My name is Dan Lear, and welcome to the Business of Love. All right. Yeah, yeah. Keep it down, keep it down. I want to introduce you to my co-host in business and in life, Miss Jennifer Lear. Hi. Hey, I guess it's not Miss, is it? <laughs> I can be. Okay, and people still call me. It. We're going to okay. run with it. People still call me Miss. You know, it just happens. But yes, there you go. I would be Mrs. Lear if you're yes, going to you be, be appropriate. And we just celebrated our anniversary. So I'm Mrs. Lear for nine years. Happy like anniversary. Happy anniversary to you too. Can you believe you've actually been married for nine years? No. In fact, it's so funny because like for the first, what, like five years, I'd wake up every go every day and say, oh my God, I'm married. <laughs> like for five, wasn't it? At least five years. I would say, oh my gosh, I'm married. I really am. Holy moly, I did that. Okay, yeah. See, guys? See what happens here? She did, It wasn't even possible in her mind, and all of a sudden, now she's Well, just, it was possible. I just didn't think I'd ever do it. I'm just so teasing. I actually did it. But now it's fun. Yeah, so nine years, 11 years together. Wow. And having a fantastic time. So what did you do in your anniversary? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I, I filmed a game show. That's what I did on my anniversary. Oh, you did? Yeah. So during the day, I was at the game show. So we filmed this game show, which I can't talk about because you're under, you know, firm disclosure, non-disclosure rules until the uh, episode airs. And so um, we did that. But I got home early. I got home around, what, 3.30 or 4. And we had an amazing steak dinner. We grilled out at home and just had a nice home time together. But I came home, and there were these beautiful flowers and these two uh the individual bunk cakes that we each got to eat red velvet yeah, yeah it was really fun <clears throat> it's wonderful it was just really quiet and we just relaxed and had a great night we just talked and connected and um we just it was really wonderful it was great yeah it was a, actually as if we were dating exactly right and um and then we we kind of took that into because it was thursday so we took that into friday and really through our weekend it was just a, a wonderful connection weekend i think yeah. That was awesome. Yeah, it was awesome. So happy anniversary happy to you. Happy anniversary to you too. You're looking beautiful and better than ever. Thank you. So listen, today, baby, we're going to talk about uh, some relationship myths. Mm -hmm. And for those of you who are joining us for the first time, this is called The Business of Love. This podcast parallels the, uh, the, the similarities between business and love. So for instance, in business, we see entrepreneurs, CEOs, VP of sales, administrators, HR directors, they'll do anything to help them do what they do better or connect with this person better or climb the ladder for success or manipulate the situation and find ways to improve. And if we did the same things in our intimate life, in our intimate relationships, we'd find success there as well. So what we do is we just talk about situations in business, situations uh, in business that we can relate with and apply them to our intimacy. But today, we're going to talk about some relationship myths. Yes, and, and I'm then, really excited about this. Yeah, and we're going to lay that back yeah. to business. Yeah. So you're fired up about this. I'm truly fired up about this. Okay, Because let's talk there are some oh. things I don't agree with that I've always heard, and I love that um, we're talking about this today. Awesome. So let me break this down. So we're going to talk about three myths today. And the first one we're going to talk about is don't go to bed angry. Yep. All right. So uh, a lot of experts say you should never go to bed angry. These are relationship experts, mm -hmm. and we have a... Amy Sarin, who's the co-founder and chief science officer of the Touchpoint Solution, she holds a PhD in clinical psychology. She believes otherwise, as do we. Mm -hmm. And she says that never go to bed angry is bad advice because many couples think they need to force themselves to try to resolve problems immediately to get them over before bedtime. This can backfire because if one or most of the partners are angry, 
it's best not to discuss it until things calm down. Absolutely. And I love that um, she talks about this because, you know, it's something that I think everybody gets the advice from some old married couple when they get married, you know, just never go to bed angry. And I disagree with that. I think it's, I understand what they're saying. I think it's a little bit deeper than that. So um, it's more like never go to bed without telling your partner you love them and that um, that you need some time. So if there's a, a disagreement that comes about, because I know from myself I will get if I'm if I need sleep or if I'm out of balance somehow need nutrition my hormones are kind of funky I know the best thing for me is to go to sleep that night wake up in the next morning and have a whole new fresh vision and whole new attitude on what might have happened the night before or the day before or whatever and um, but most most important is for me to communicate so I think the biggest thing here is never go to bed without communicating that's the important part so whatever that communication is is or what you need to to connect with is what's important so meaning that um, I cannot communicate to you why I'm frustrated about whatever just happened but why I can communicate to you is I love you I will always love you, I need to go to sleep because I don't feel well. Or I'm irritated, I'm frustrated, doesn't mean I don't love you, let's chat about this in the morning, I think I'll be in a much better place to do that. And so that's so healthy to be able to do that. You, that way your, your partner's not wondering what you're thinking. Your partner knows, okay, they're having a bad day, they don't feel good, whatever's going on. Um, and yeah, we all make mistakes and we'll talk about it in the, next, the, in the morning you know, or the yeah. next day. <clears throat> but it's really about don't go to bed without communicating. I like that. Thank you. I like that. And, and I, I can see how in my previous relationship, I, I'm that kind of guy who I, I, I would buy into that advice and say, I like that advice. And uh, I know that it's not good advice because in my previous relationship, uh, my ex-wife uh, maybe didn't have the, the skills to handle the situation right away. Mm -hmm. So maybe I wanted to address the situation and, and kind of get it smoothed over because I want to go to bed feeling good. Mm -hmm. um, but she is uh, maybe doesn't have the ability to, to kind of push through kind of the fog and, and get to the other side. Or the emotion. And, yeah, or the, the emotion. Yeah. That's mm -hmm. what I'm getting at. So yeah. I, I, where I would attempt to do that, it didn't work because yeah. she wasn't in that place. And so, you know, no disrespect to her, just yeah. different people. So I, I, I agree with what you're saying. I don't mm -hmm. agree with the relationship experts here because I totally believe in what you're saying is mm -hmm. that uh, don't go to bed without communicating. Right. And, right. and find a solution that works for you. Yeah. Uh, but because for me, I wanted yeah. to fix it before I went to bed, sure. but my ex-wife was not able to do that. And so yeah. it would cause me to get frustrated because, she, you know, she did not have the ability or did not want to do it. Either one, I'm not mm -hmm. sure, but it ended up affecting me in a, in a negative way. So I love what you're saying. And Thank I think you. if I would have had that strategy yeah. in the past, I would have... Uh, it would have helped me. Yeah. And I think knowing yourself here. So knowing yourself and your partner. So, you know, you, if you were more aware of, of maybe that possibility with your ex-wife and knowing, okay, she needs some time to cool off because in the morning it'll be fine. And, and I've always also gone by the, um, by the rule of, you know, you let things unwind. Things get wound up, right? Yep. By emotion, by yep. frustrations, by filters. And the law of, of whether it's physics or, chemistry or any other any other law out there that I'm not putting a right name to it's it's in the reverse has to happen so if it gets if it gets wound up tight eventually it has to unwind and so oftentimes time is that is that um uh is that um ingredient that needs to you know be in in involved there so wait until the next day yeah wait until the next day I like and then, that. yeah thank you yeah and I like that and, and you know for 
if we're paralleling business, like if I'm the VP of sales and I've got maybe a, an issue with my boss uh, and there's a, you know, an upset, you know, maybe you want to go fix it right away, but that's not how it works in business. No. You know, like, like you just said, you kind of just play it out. Yep. Uh, and, you know, you're going to maybe get together tomorrow morning and you're going to fix it or figure it out. Mm -hmm. Or if maybe I'm a VP of sales and I'm having an issue with one of my sales reps, mm -hmm. you know, yeah, maybe I want to get it fixed. But the reality is in business, what we typically do is we assess the situation, mm -hmm. we address it, and then we handle it. And but and you schedule a time yeah. to handle it, right? So, which is important too. So sometimes maybe you can't talk to your VP or your or the or the person above you or below you right then or even the next day. Sometimes it's you know Monday at the Could meeting. Be. Yeah. <laughs> and so you have to take time to really. And then it's great because you can put your thoughts together. Yeah. And really rationalize. Okay, why did this upset me? What was really happening here? Right. Am I out of line? Yes. Right. And I think those are important things for business, but I mean for relationships. But it's interesting in business we will have that buffer zone we don't typically we don't react right away you yeah. know in a healthy business person healthy business environment you don't react right away you just you look at something and you go hmm that's interesting um let me think about that and let me assess that and then bring that up you know at the next <clears throat> meeting or next time so yeah. bringing those same rules and tactics and um and ways into your relationship would be very valuable absolutely yeah absolutely so that that's a great step is like in, in your personal relationship even though there's emotion attached then think about addressing the situation mm -hmm. assessing the situation and then handling it which means mm -hmm. putting together a game plan yeah. so that could be the next day it could be wednesday at 6 mm -hmm. p.m it could be whatever mm -hmm. uh but just understanding that if you have an upset and you know it's right before bed or it's in the mid-evening you can always like you said just say baby um uh, i'm not in the right place to talk about it this right mm -hmm. now but I want you to know I love you, and uh, let's talk about it tomorrow after work. Mm -hmm. Would that be okay? And we've done that, both yes, of us, before. Yeah, thankfully, which is good for us. <laughs> because I don't, yeah, I certainly don't want to talk to you when I'm in that state, you know. Yeah. And, and sometimes it's just being tired or hormones or whatever, but you have to pay attention to that. So Yeah, so awesome. So right. that's first myth, don't go yes. to bed angry. So yes. we're going to put that one aside, right? Yes. Okay, second myth. This is interesting. Right. This mm -hmm. is interesting. I want to hear your take on this. Okay. And the the myth of a relationship is always be forgiving. Right. Right. So uh, this expert that I'm quoting here, I'm sorry I didn't put his or her name down there. It says, um, "You always need to forgive." Is bad advice. Right. That's what mm -hmm. this person is saying. Mm -hmm. uh, for someone in a relationship who's being emotionally or physically abused, obviously. Right. If someone that needs does something needs forgiving. Uh, then the burden of change should be on them, not the person who was hurt. Uh, but let's can you can you expand on that? I will expand on that. So it's a, it's a little confusing, I think. Right. So um, there is that. So you know we have to be forgiving of our partners in a, in a healthier relationship, right? Um, not when things are abusive. That's you know aside from that. Yeah. Um, but in a, in a healthy in a healthier relationship. We do have to be forgiving of idiosyncrasies, of mistakes, of bad days, things of that nature. You know, you can look at your spouse and go, I know he's had a rough, a rough day, or I know she's had a rough day, or I know that her nerves are on end, you know, whatever, and then give her some grace. So really, it's about giving grace. Um, but as far as forgiveness, the reason, um, the reason I don't like this, because if you love someone, I look, I love you. 
And I love you in all of who you are, good, bad, and indifferent. I don't have to forgive you for anything. It just, you know, it, it's almost like, can I give you grace? Absolutely. Can I take something aside and say, okay, let me get curious about this. And so one of the things I like about um, uh, replacing this language is get curious about something. Don't just go give forgiveness because there could be habits. So if you forgive somebody, um, in your, if you forgive your partner in your relationship, what happens if they keep doing that over and over again? You keep forgiving them. Well, you've just given them a super long leash and now it's a habit. And now they treat you like that all the time. So I'm not keen on that. That creates a codependency, yes, right? Yes, um, yes, So, But I do want you to get curious of something. So if something happens and they treat you in a certain way that doesn't make you feel good, I want you to get curious about that and say, okay, um, what was that about? Okay, is this something that I can excuse this one time? Okay, note to self, if this happens again, I need to say something, right? So it's about a discussion. So it's really about having that communication and that, you know what, what happened yesterday didn't make me feel good. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'd like to chat about this. Is there something that I need to know? Are you frustrated with me? Is there something else underlying there that we can chat about? You know, and really going back to some of our skills that we've taught before. But it's about the, the layers of um, not just forgiveness, because it's so superficial on one level. It's about, it's about building relationship and trust and um, laying those foundations of, of um, partnership and working together and communication. Does that make sense? Oh, it does. Yeah. It makes total sense. And and so, you know, again, putting this uh, in the parallels of business, right? It's not about forgiveness. Like yeah. if I'm the VP of sales and my, my sales rep is, is, you know, maybe they didn't do the right thing. Maybe mm-hmm. they did the wrong thing. Maybe yeah. they uh, talked to a customer incorrectly. Maybe they didn't hit their numbers. Whatever right. it is, it's not just about forgiveness. Right. Right. I don't, oh, I'm so, uh, it's okay you didn't hit your numbers. I right. forgive you. Right. Right. I mean, you know, so how, think about it in that respect, right. right? So you don't just say, oh, it's okay. Let's try better next. Let's, let's do it better next month. Oh, mm-hmm. it's okay, right? You have standards and you have, like you said, mm-hmm. if you were just curious, I'm just curious about why you're not hitting your numbers. Yeah. And then we can find a solution. And find, oh, we'll go to the root cause, right? right? Why did this happen? And then you can find a solution. Right. So, yeah, I agree with you. Right. So, I mean, forgiveness, you, I mean, I, it's kind of like common sense. I mean, yeah. you forgive people for certain things like yeah. error of judgment or, yeah. uh, you know, geez, I didn't think about that or, yeah. oh, yeah, this, that, and the other. But, you know, there's when there's action-oriented things and um, you've got to, instead of just forgiving, you've got to take a look at what it is. Yeah. And like you said, get the root cause, ask yourself questions. Mm. Like, I'm curious why that didn't happen. Yeah. But if you relate it to business... And if this was a business situation, what would you do? You want to curb behavior. Mm-hmm. You want to assess the situation, figure out what's going on, and then work on making the behavior different. We right. call it curbing behavior in the um, clinical psychology world. Right, right. So, um, yeah, so because if it's just plain, I want one last thing, if it's just plain forgiveness, like I said, you can really create bad habits on both sides, and then neither person will grow. Um, you know, relationships... Mm-hmm can be messy and and will and should get messy a little bit right because or else neither one neither party grows but if you're having those conversations getting curious and then working to fix things then you become stronger as you go and you also both grow as as human beings and adults and the other thing i don't like about that always be forgiving is is like you said it creates um i don't know i mean it just makes it okay for everything to to transpire you know i mean it's oh it's okay that you know 
that you came home drunk last night, you know, work on it, you know, maybe see if you can get better. Right. You know, I mean, you know, yeah. you got to you got to figure this out. Yeah. You got to you got to if you're always forgiving. I mean, because the question is, is, OK, so what if you're unhappy with the way your husband's acting and you're always forgiving, but you're not happy? Exactly. Right. So then you're going to not be happy because you're mm-hmm. not standing up for what you want in your heart exactly. or you don't agree with his or her behavior. Exactly. So, you know, again, think about if you're managing uh, a sales rep or you're mm-hmm. the CEO and you're developing leaders, mm-hmm. how would you handle that situation? Yeah. And that's yeah. a great way to look at it because yeah. you really want to help the person grow. Absolutely. Because if you can help the person grow, then there's more of a connection. Mm-hmm. And that's really the key. So yeah. forgiveness, like, ah, it's okay. Yeah. I think that, a lot of relationships that, that end in divorce could have been helped early on by having that communication, right? And by really being best friends. And because if you're marrying your best friend, you could tell them anything, Yeah. you know, and you have that relationship that uh that understanding yep and what we all know is when we get married we have two imperfect beings that are together so there are issues along the way so yes forgive but yes it's not just forgiveness it's about communicate Mm -hmm. be curious uncover the root implement some changes i mean Mm -hmm. i mean because the bottom line is if you're not happy and the person keeps doing it yes you're not going to stay in the relationship at least we wouldn't want you to do that right so myth number two always be forgiving out. <laughs> Out. Yes, get curious instead. Yes. Right. Okay. Myth, myth number three. Yes. <clears throat> this, is right. a, this is really interesting. So you've heard this myth before that dates are like job interviews, mm-hmm. right? So you mm-hmm. got to go out and yep. put your best foot forward and do the right answers and make sure you say all the right things, you know, the job interview. Mm-hmm. And so... And I disagree. And so you does disagree. This person. Yep. <laughs> Again, yeah, so... So, okay, on the surface, it makes sense to treat the first date or the first few dates the way you would, uh, you know, face a job interview. In both situations, you're looking for a good fit that benefits both parties mutually, often for the long term. But heading into the first date with a notebook of pointed questions for your future husband or wife is not the best strategy. So we've got this sexologist and relationship expert, Noni Aya. Mm -hmm. Uh, She said there's a better way to handle it. And she said... Her top dating rule is to date as if you're meeting a new friend, not a potential spouse. Mm-hmm. So what are your thoughts on that, Jennifer? So I love that. I love her point on this because I feel like when you meet someone, you're like, oh my God, it's going to be the husband of my dreams. You know, as the man, this, gets is, the the guy. Guy. this is the guy. You go in there with a different attitude. You go in there with, in a different way. So I love, so Chris Rock years ago did a special and he did this bit on you, when you're dating, you don't go in as yourself, you go in as your representative, you know, it's your representative that's showing up, you know, it's, you know, it's not, it's the, it's the person that is your best you on your best day ever. And you show up as your representative for all this time, but eventually the real you is going to come out. (laughs) And so I just love that. He's like, don't show up as your representative, show up as you. And that's the thing. So if you're meeting a new friend, somebody that you just want to connect with and be yourself, you're going to hold yourself differently. You're going to be different. You're going to have different conversations. You're not going to get nervous. You're not going to hope or worry that he or she doesn't like you for this or that. You're just going to be yourself. And you know what the great thing about this is? Is that if that person doesn't like something that you're talking about or presenting, you'll find out sooner than later. So if you look at that person and you're holding yourself together because it's a potential husband or or wife – um, and then six months later, they find out these things about you. Well, you just wasted six months. And so if you can just be real and be honest and, and be yourself on those first few dates, then, you know, that person, you're going to find out exactly who that person is and what they think of you about you and your habits and what you like to do. So it just creates a whole different way that you show up. It creates a whole different comfort level as well. 
it's kind of just like um, kind of counterintuitive, right? Because socially, you know, with yeah. the social media, everybody's putting their best foot forward and yeah. posting pictures of themselves being yeah. successful. No one's posting pictures of themselves feeling like crap in the morning. Right. Hey, this is my morning phase. Right, right, right. <laughs> right? Yeah. This is what I really look like on a Saturday morning. But, the, yeah. you know, and, that, and that's the point is that is that we're always putting our best foot forward. And I think that's hilarious about the Chris Rock um, rep- <laughs> going to sing the representative to the... To the uh, that's the way he said it, my representative. representative to, to the date, <laughs> to represent me, put my best foot forward. I yeah. love that. And, and what's interesting too, because that's so true, you know, you talk about people uh, in corporate America and they're interviewing people. Yeah. People come in uh, with their best self. Yeah. They're not even close to what they're really like because yeah. anybody can sound good for a day you and bet. anybody can put a great resume together. And so that's why in corporate America, some they're doing things a little different sometimes sure. now. They're taking some of their um, hiring prospects out on like almost like field trips. Oh, they are? Yeah, just like, you know, just casually doing it. Yeah. To spend like an afternoon. Maybe they yep. take a group of them. Yep. I've seen, I've heard of companies taking them out car racing, car racing, and those little go karts. Oh, interesting. Just, hey, we're going to have a little pre interview yeah. meeting and just to see how people respond. Are they really competitive? Yeah. Are they nice? Yeah. Are they engaging? Do they, That's brilliant because, it, you know, like you said, you don't know in a, a 15, 20 minute hour interview how somebody's going to handle adversity. They can go, oh, the way I handle adversity. Is, you know, but when you get them into a difficult situation, that's how they'll really handle adversity or, um, you know, anything else that, that might happen to them. And so knowing that, um, that's awesome. Yeah. And then there's people like, um, oh, what's his name? Um, um, uh, Entree Leadership, um, Dave Ramsey. Okay. So Dave Ramsey, for them to hire anybody, anybody, they have 20 interviews, 20 20. So it's like a six, yeah, it's a six to nine month process to get interviewed to hire. Some people have been married for five years and haven't had 20 dates. Yeah, that's exactly right. Isn't <laughs> that interesting? Yeah, but they do that so they can really get to know a person and how they are and can they handle it? You know, can they really be that person? So, um, yeah, yep. I love, I love this, all of this. That's interesting. So, yeah. you know, I know that uh, it's always a challenge and, and, and even in the online dating, you know, people are always putting up, it's just, it's not a representative of, of who you really are, you know? The fake pictures, the slim pictures, the, mm-hmm. the, you know, mountain climbing. And, you know, the closest you got to a mountain was looking at a picture of Camelback Mountain. That's hilarious. You know, it, it's so it's really, I totally agree. Yeah. I, but it's so hard because there's so much pressure. Yeah, there is. You know, because yeah. you have limited opportunities. You know, you meet somebody. Oh, I'm having a date with somebody that I just might like. Mm-hmm. So you get ready and you're a little nervous about it because it's, you know, you're, the market might be small. So there's some pressure yep. involved. But like you said, it's it's counterintuitive because if you're not yourself and then they end up liking you and then all of a sudden it's not even you, then you're screwed anyway. Exactly right. So it's just such a weird thing. It's yep. so it's just so healthy to be yourself and, and to to go out and do who you do. Do do yourself, I guess, mm-hmm. you know. Yep, I love it. And that's one of the reasons when we talk about our kids how I feel so proud of them just because they're they're really just real people and they're not caught up on the social media and projecting themselves in a certain way and they're you know which is what you see is what you get which is which makes me happy yeah yep. so, so we have a summary for our show here yeah yeah so in summary it's uh don't go to bed angry we is the is the dating is the myth is the relationship myth and we firmly disagree um oftentimes it's good to let things cool down and wake up with a new attitude but it's important to communicate communicate so definitely let your partner know that hey i love you i just need some time we'll chat about this in the morning i like that 
Give them a kiss. Go to bed. I like that. And by the way, you do that, and you're the one who introduced that to me. So oh, that was really? awesome. Oh, yeah. thanks. Um, it was to save you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> it <really> was. Um, <laughs> the second one is um, the second myth is always be forgiving. No, it's not quite about forgiveness. It's about the reality of the situation. Get curious. You know, find out the root cause, and then work towards a goal to fix it. Yep. Um, and then the third one is dates are like job interviews. Um, people are too stiff if you think you're meeting the person of your dreams and even still the job of your dreams. You know, just relax, be yourself, because if it's not a good fit, you really do want to find out immediately rather than six months, nine months later, or after you're married, um, that you have to then be the person that you portrayed when you were on your dates. And so just be you, relax and enjoy yeah. like you're meeting a friend. That's awesome. That's awesome, Jennifer. Great job. And uh, for those of you who uh, haven't been watching the podcast consistently, we have a, for those of you who are looking to level up your relationship, we've got our Vegas weekend getaway for couples to come in. We have 10 couples. We put them through an exclusive two-day program to help them level up their relationship with communication strategies, intimacy strategies, language, and uh, really teaching them the tools that help Jennifer and I have this blissful relationship for the past nine years. Right, baby? <laughs> <laughs> not always blissful, but most of the time. Hey, hey, hey. Definitely hey. always in love. Don't mislead. Hey, hey. It's not mislead. <laughs> so I, I but think... But amazing relationship, yes. Yes. So anyway, thank you for joining us, The Business of Love. You can go check out their website at thebusinessoflove.vegas. Businessoflove.vegas. And uh, we'll see you there. My name is Dan Lear. That's yeah. Jennifer Lear. We are out of here. We are.